In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friday was the Feast of the Epiphany. We're now in the season of Epiphany. Epiphany is it's a Greek word. It means the light is shining out. And we're going through a season now when we're looking at moments when the light of God is shining out in the face of Jesus Christ, our Lord. When we see um, that he's the, both the son of Mary and also that he is the only begotten son of the Father and that the very radiance of God, of the divine person, of the eternal word of God, seeking, searching, and sacrificing love, the word that was in the very beginning, the words become flesh and dwelt among us, and the light of that word is shining out our midst. St. John tells us the light, uh, light, light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it, the darkness does not overcome it. God's plan to heal the human race is to create a people for himself. And they're to live towards God and towards each other in such a way that they're a light, the King James says, to the Gentiles. What does that mean? To the nation. The 70 Jewish scholars who translate the Old Testament into Greek, uh, when they come to the word Gentile, they, they translate it as ethnic. It's the word we get ethnicity from. It means not so much nation states as it means every different kind of person. Every race, every language, every tribe, every nation. And on the Feast of Epiphany, we celebrate the arrival of the three kings. And in the tradition of the church, uh, each one of these kings, so here's the bonus question for the day, can you name the kings? Balthazar, Melchior, Cathar, right? And in the tradition of the church, uh, each one of these kings represents a different continent, Europe, Asia, Africa. That was the known world. And... Uh, so prophetically, it's being shown that God's promise that he is going to raise up a people who are going to be a light to the nation. And that light is going to shine so brightly that the, all the peoples of the world are going to say, you must know really who God is. Please tell us about him so that we might also know him, love him, and serve him. Now, this is Israel's vocation, and Israel... Israel stumbles in its vocation. That's the vocation of the old church, and they stumble. It's the vocation of the new church, and we stumble. And what does God do this about this? God promises that he's going to send a Messiah. In the book of the prophet Ezekiel, it appears that God promises that he's going to come himself and be the Messiah. And Isaiah particularly talks about the Messiah, the one who will come. And he talks about him in a very mysterious way, a way that could not really be thoroughly understood until that day outside the city gate when two crosses are raised on a hill. There are in the book of the prophet Isaiah these uh, songs. Uh, the prophet stops speaking in his own voice and he, he begins to give voice to this one, this, this suffering servant that will come. And the suffering servant that will come, he is going to heal God's people. He's going to redeem God's people. He's going to restore God's people. He's going to return them 
through their vocation to be a city set upon a hill, to be a light to all the nations. And the nations will stream in. And, and kings will come to the brightness of his dawn. It's very curious about how this is spoken of. Because Isaiah gives voice to the servant, and the servant is, says that he's, the servant says he's going to be rejected. He's going to be rejected by God's people, and he's going to be rejected by the nation. He's going to be rejected by believers, and he's going to be rejected by unbelievers. And he's going to persist. How is he going to, how is he going to uh, deal with this rejection? How is he going to deal with this hostility? He's going to persevere in love. Now, in the Gospel reading, the reading from the Gospel of Matthew that we have today, Matthew is quoting another suffering servant song, this one from the 42nd chapter of Isaiah. This servant, he's not going to make a lot of noise. He's going to be hard to spot. It's going to be quiet. It's going to be subtle. It's going to be gentle. He won't break a reed. He won't put out the flickering flame. But he will persist. And it will appear that he's been utterly defeated. Though Israel be not gathered, it will appear that he's been utterly defeated. But he will persist. He'll persevere in love. He'll persevere with humility and gentleness. With the humility of the child of Bethlehem. And with the gentleness of the cross. And God will conquer the stony hearts of his people. And he will turn the nation to himself. The center of gravity of the Christian world, the center of gravity of the Christian churches, has shifted to the southern hemisphere. You want to know where most of the Christians in the world live? Most of the Christians in the world live in the southern hemisphere. That's where the center of gravity is now. It's not in Europe. It's not in, it's not in the North Atlantic countries at all. It's in the Southern Hemisphere. I used to teach in a seminary, and um, we had students from Nigeria. They're more, they're more Anglican, this kind of tradition that we have today that we're celebrating, to, you know, that we represent the Anglican tradition coming out of the Church of England. More Anglicans in Nigeria, Nigeria than there are in the United States, Canada, Great Britain, Australia, and New Zealand put together. Center of gravity is in the Southern Hemisphere. But the cutting edge, I think, of the Christian movement in our time is in cities like Albany, where there are congregations where people from all over the world arrive in one place together. And we see this promise that's coming true. We see the victory that was in the love that burst forth from the grave, that is bringing new life, that is renewing God's people and that is renewing the world, where people of every tribe, language, and nation are confessing that the light has come and the darkness has not overcome. Nations shall come to thy light and kings to thy dawning. In the name of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.